Rock, I want to wrestle you one on one, anytime, any place. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. The 2024 Elimination Chamber went down in Perth, and I'm still tired as hell trying to recover from all the sleep I lost due to that PLE. But was it worth fucking up my entire sleeping schedule for this show? I could have easily watched it later on in the day in normal human hours when most people are awake, but I decided to watch this shit live. It was at 2 a.m. for me because I am in California, and man, it was was hard to stay awake not because the show was boring or anything like that because that wasn't the case at all it, i mean it was 2 a.m people come on but hey i did it and i'm still here standing to tell the tale what is going on folks welcome to snug wrestling i am edgar i am your host and i know that wwe is a large worldwide company that they need to go out there and do their thing everywhere in the world but please mr trips if we can avoid another 2 a.m. PLE. Please spare me. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. My stomach still hurts from all that coffee I had to drink just to stay up. By the time the show was over, it was like 5 a.m. for me, and I tried to go back to sleep, and I just couldn't do it. So I pulled a Tony Khan, and I pulled an all-nighter here. But enough about me complaining. Let's get into the dirty details of the Elimination Chamber, and let's complain about the wrestling instead, shall we? Let's go. We started off with the women's elimination chamber and uh, I had a bad feeling that they were going to go with Becky Lynch because for the past couple of weeks, WWE has been putting all of the attention on Becky on this buildup for the women's elimination chamber match. The entire build was about Becky and the other women were kind of an afterthought. They were just kind of just there. I had three favorites to win this women's elimination chamber match. Not one of them was Becky Lynch. I would have been good if either Raquel Tiffany or Bianca won this one instead. Bianca, by the way, stood out to me the most and outshined everyone in this women's elimination chamber match, including Tiffany Stratton. Australia was loving Tiffany Stratton. The fans in Australia are very smart fans and they know talent when they see it. Tiffany Stratton has something, people, I've been telling y'all. Do not sleep on Tiffy. In this women's elimination chamber match, you can easily predict who's not gonna win. From like a mile away naomi love her but she hasn't been on that main event wrestlemania level never has and i'm not sure if she ever will be so we can pretty much count naomi out raquel has the potential and the skills to be on that main event level for wrestlemania but raquel has not been presented in that way just yet but hopefully they do one day because raquel rodriguez she is really good so you can count out raquel rodriguez tiffany stratton will definitely be on that wrestlemania main event level Level one day just not yet it's still pretty early for her she's only been in the main event roster for a couple of weeks but in due time but we can count out tiffany stratton to be the winner out of this one Naomi was the first one to get eliminated by Tiffany and the people popped for that. Then Liv Morgan eliminated Tiffany Stratton and the people started chanting bullshit. Perhaps it was because the people in Australia were behind Tiffany the entire time or perhaps it was because they knew that Liv Morgan getting over on Tiffany Stratton just 
doesn't make any sense. I mean, Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch are the less physically impressive wrestlers in that chamber, but for some reason, they were in the last three to get eliminated. The crowd was surprisingly silent during the most part of this match because some of the things these women were trying to do in the ring were just not registering with the crowd. A lot of it was sloppy, obviously choreographed, and it even made me kind of glad that I was watching this by myself because I would be embarrassed to watch this match in front of other people. Nothing in this match made a whole lot of sense to me like Liv Morgan pinning Bianca Belair, who's a athletic freak, Bianca Belair. Then right after, Becky Lynch pinned Liv Morgan and won the match. So at WrestleMania, we are going to get Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. I understand the drawing power that the name Becky Lynch has. She's the bigger most popular star in the WWE so business wise this does make sense but in reality Becky Lynch doesn't stand a chance versus Rhea Ripley and Rhea Ripley is gonna have to sell and bump for Becky Lynch so they can have a five-star banger at Wrestlemania it's also important Important to note that Becky Lynch has lost to Nia Jax and Lyra Valkyrie, who Rhea Ripley beat both of them. So two opponents that Becky Lynch has lost to, Rhea Ripley has beaten them. But now Becky Lynch is going to step up to Rhea Ripley. So, eh. Unfortunately, I can honestly say that's going to be one of the matches at WrestleMania that I'm not too excited about. Finn Balor and Damian Priest from the Judgment Day face Tyler Bates and Pete Dunne. I'm sorry. The new Catch Republic for the Tag Team Championship and poor old Dom Dom. Even though he was in his mommy's home country of Australia, the fans did not care that Dom is Rhea Ripley's mans. Dom Dom still got booed out of the arena because he is such a big heat magnet. I mean, there's a reason why Dominic is PWI's most hated wrestler of 2023. This match did not need to be on this PLE. I still don't see how or why Tyler Bates is in the main roster. I have a hard time believing that Tyler Bates is ever going to get over and be a headliner as a main event talent. I think this match could have also taken place out of money. Night Raw or SmackDown and it wouldn't really make much of a difference but it is a good time to be a Triple H guy from NXT because if you are you're pretty much guaranteed a tag team title shot first the DIY got a crack at the Judgment Day and now the new Cash Republic so who's next to face the tag team champions now Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo actually that wouldn't be a bad idea now that I think about it book it trips Grayson Waller had his effect on his show the Grayson Waller effect Grayson Waller got over with me a little bit more surprisingly they really love Grayson Waller for obvious reasons and we got to see a side of Grayson Waller that we don't normally see and that's him getting cheered that's him getting the pop and that's him getting the baby face treatment and it works for Grayson Waller Grayson Waller could make a good sympathetic baby face Austin Theory came out to introduce Grayson Waller but not before healing a little bit and bashing the Aussies and the arena and i thought wait a minute i know austin theory is a heel but his buddy is australian grayson waller so i'm not sure how that's gonna sit with grayson waller what's going on here so austin theory basically said australia sucks oh and by the way here is my boy from australia grayson waller and i thought okay well this is awkward then the segment started and grayson waller didn't address or defend his fellow aussies and just said okay let's just continue 
continue and I said, all right, well, I guess we're not going to talk about it, whatever. Then Seth Rollins comes out. Then Cody Rhodes comes out because then we're going to talk about The Rock and Roman Reigns. Also, Grayson Waller was seen talking to the wise man, Paul Heyman, about something. We don't really know what that something was, but there's a lot of things going on here already for this Grayson Waller effect segment. And on this segment, we learned that Seth Rollins is going to be medically cleared to compete in a few days. And Grayson Waller asked Cody Rhodes the best question in the history of wrestling journalism. How does it feel to take away the greatest WrestleMania match of all time from the fans, The Rock versus Roman Reigns? Which then Cody answered by challenging The Rock to a one-on-one match. How fucking amazing would that be? I mean, Cody Rhodes versus The Rock. Never in a million years did anyone think we would ever see that, but we're living it. This might actually be real life, and this might actually happen, hopefully. Then Austin Theory snatched the mic from Grayson Waller's hands, and you can see Waller standing there like, what the fuck, mate? Or however Australians speak. I'm not even going to try to do the accent. And I thought, well, here it comes. We're going to get a babyface turn from Grayson Waller, but we kind of did not really because Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins took out Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller just stood back and said, have at it. And I popped for that, even though no one else in the arena did. I thought Grayson Waller letting Seth and Cody attack Austin Theory could have been made into a much bigger deal than it actually was. It was quite undersold by the talent in the ring and people didn't care too much for it didn't really get a whole lot of reaction the men's elimination chamber was actually a lot better than i expected more than usual these multi-man matches can get out of hand really fast and get out of control and logically they're hard to follow and they don't really make sense but these guys were able to keep it together and it was not completely phony or embarrassing to watch we had kevin owens we had lashley the u.s champion logan paul Randy Orton, Andrew McIntyre, who was a favorite to win this match, and also LA Knight. All six of these guys all have potential to win this elimination chamber, which makes this match more interesting, unlike the women's match where you can easily weed out the people that weren't going to win by process of elimination. But here you have all former champions, you have veterans like Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton, and you have a bunch of guys that are ready for that main event WrestleMania level like LA Knight and Logan Paul who has also proven himself time and time again that he's ready for the big stage and this match right here was no different from Logan Paul this entire elimination chamber match can go either way it was very unpredictable and they took us on one hell of a ride Bobby Lashley was the first one to get eliminated then LA Knight was eliminated thanks to AJ Styles who made his way into the chamber when the referees were taking out the beaten Bobby Lashley Ashley out of the ring and no one was expecting to see AJ Styles in Australia and no one expected AJ Styles to screw LA Knight so now we have a feud coming out of this match and it's going to be a good feud at that and it's amazing how that works sometimes this is going to be a mouthful Randy Orton RKO'd KO and we're down to the last three Randy or Andrew McIntyre and the most hated Logan Paul Logan Paul pulled out his gimmick from his pants the brass knuckles is what I'm talking about that's what I'm referring to not his actual gimmick 
but the brass knuckles, his wrestling gimmick. And right when Logan Paul was about to use the brass knuckles, Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere to pin Logan Paul. And then we were down to the last two that were Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Logan Paul got his revenge on Randy Orton right after that and hit Randy Orton across the face with his gimmick, knocking Randy Orton out cold. And Drew McIntyre once again takes advantage of the assists. Drew has been getting a few of those lately where Drew McIntyre is left to pick up the scraps and get the win. And Drew McIntyre is indeed going to WrestleMania, just like he planned, just like he plotted all along, and just how most of us were hoping for. So we can pretty much confirm that at WrestleMania, we will be seeing Logan Paul versus Randy Orton and maybe LA Knight versus AJ Styles. And I would be all for that. I'm having a hard time finding anything bad or negative to say about this match. Everything to me from this match made sense no one came out looking like a goof we got two feuds out of this match drew got more heat by the way that he won this match which is what a, a heel needs to do there is excitement there was drama we had a unexpected interference by aj styles and the right guy won and this is probably one of the best elimination chamber matches i have ever seen if not one of the best that i can remember in a long time in the main event we had a whole coach versus Andre the Giant. Not that Nia Jax will ever be a heel as good as Andre, but I got those vibes from this match because of how big and how over the name Rhea Ripley has gotten with the fans. Not just in Australia, but the wrestling fans all over the world. But when you have Rhea Ripley in her own country in Australia, it was like everyone in that arena was there for her and for her only, which is the same power that a Hulk Hogan had in his prime in the WWE you could have anyone or anything in a card and it wouldn't matter it would still sell out because people just wanted to see Hogan win and that's what it felt like in this entire show this entire show revolved around Rhea Ripley which was amazing to see and uh watching Nia Jax in the ring still gives me a lot of anxiety way more anxiety than watching a scary movie like when I'm watching a scary movie it's like oh no girl don't go into that dark scary tunnel because you know something bad is about to happen but when i'm watching nia jacks in the ring it's like oh nia no don't go to that top rope get off of there before you kill someone and that was happening a lot in this smash nia jacks was all over the ring getting on the top turnbuckles doing all these crazy things and i couldn't wait for this to be over for rhea ripley's sake but finally after a long match of nia jacks manhandling rhea ripley rhea was able to take control after the match after fighting from underneath and managed to hit the riptide on Nia Jax to pick up the win and retain and now Rhea Ripley can focus on moving forward to Wrestlemania to face Becky Lynch and the big question was was this worth staying up and pulling an all-nighter and I think yes because if I didn't stay up and I just watched the replay later on like a normal human being I would feel really done that I missed everything that went down in this elimination chamber such as drew mcintyre going to wrestlemania logan paul smacked randy across the face with his gimmick aj styles screwing la knight cody challenging the rock to a one-on-one -on -one, and grayson waller potentially turning babyface it was a really eventful ple i do say so myself but let me know what you guys thought about this hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon